Hello and welcome to season two of Piano Lessons. We are very excited that this season is going to feature um, some of our some of our partners um, in the H3 network, and um, we'll, we'll come on to H3 a little bit later. Um, but but would love to introduce um, Gidam Ross. Um, pleasure to have you join us. Hi Phil. What we wanted to say is, is sort of we're incredibly honoured to to firstly have you on our our first episode of of season two. Um, Harrison Trotter. You know, are, are, are a firm we have admired from afar, uh, and then as we've got to know you, sort of admired from, from from a closer distance. And the manner in which you've conducted yourself, you know, within this um, ecosystem um, go, goes without saying. But would love to start with just hearing a little bit more um, about you guys, and obviously about about yourself as well. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be invited on onto the podcast and um, the start of your season two of it. Um, I suppose just a bit of background about me. I'm one of the partners at Harrison Trotter on the digital asset side of the practice. Been with the firm for um, around two and a half years now um, and been partner here for um, coming up to two years. My background is trained and qualified at PwC, stuck around there for a couple of years post-qualification and wanted a change. In terms of H&T, we are probably one of, one of the, the, I think, leading um, uh, professional service providers on the audit, accounting, and um, bookkeeping um, uh, within the digital asset space. Our clients include the likes of Wintermute Trading, The Sandbox, Mercurio, P2P Staking, um, Bitfury, and, and so on. And our expertise um, ranges from kind of your, your, your core statutory audit work to kind of the, the, what, the transaction advisory, the, um, the tax structuring, um, and, and um, the, the, the more in-depth um, bookkeeping um, for, for the, the highly complex nature of the digital asset world. Complex is definitely putting a, a light spin on it. I'd imagine you guys have seen a huge amount of increase in work and complexity and variety over the last couple of years. Yes, certainly. I think as time goes on, especially coming in the, I think we, we saw a quite drastic change coming in the aftermath of, of FTX. There were, I think prior to, to that point, there was there was a kind of the, the workload. It was more seen as I think optional if a company that was registered in one of the um, one of the offshore territories wanted to perform some bookkeeping work, they did so. But generally, they 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 didn't see the necessity or requirement for for maintaining their records. However, in the aftermath of that, there's, there's been a definite shift towards maintaining um, accurate and, and complete records, and actually not just maintaining them, but actually improving in the transparency of, of those records. So a big shift towards audit readiness and statutory audit. Um, on majority of, uh, in the majority of cases on a uh, completely voluntary basis. I suppose on, on the um, technical and complexity side of things, as in we deal with some clients with many millions of transactions in, in every single day and accounting for that sort of mass volume of data is incredibly complex and, and um, technical and where, whereas kind of in your traditional, um, your traditional finance world, you'd have a team of maybe a hundred, um, a hundred staff working in the accounting function in the digital asset world, we find that you've got maybe two or three max dealing with that volume of, tr of transactions. So the complexity definitely falls into kind of how do you automate the process as, as much as possible, but not just automation of the process. It's how do you deal with the the niche blockchains and the, 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 the niche uh, protocols that clients are engaging with to ensure that all the data is accurately pulled into the into the um, in, in, into the ERP and, and accounted for correctly. 
So how on earth do you do that with huge amounts of transactions across many, many chains with tokens that no one's ever heard of before with different valuations and just all sorts of weird and wonderful complexity around these transactions, even within and across these chains? That's pretty specialist and it's a huge amount of volume. How on earth do you manage to stay on top of all this? So I'd say largely it comes down to the, the, the team that we've got in-house now. Um, our digital asset um, side of practice has grown drastically o over the last um, 18 months or so. And we, we, we've gone from um, kind of like a five-person team two years ago to now having 32 full-time um, majority chartered accountants or overseas equivalents um, de de dealing with, with, with our clients. Um, the specialty amongst the team as well. We, we've got um, we've got a, a number of coders as, as well on the team that help us kind of like dealing with those niche blockchains, developing scripts and and other other code to assist with the the bookkeeping and, and the accounting of the data. That's that's incredible growth. I mean, it, 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 I'm always fascinated, but because having been through the journey ourselves internally, when we, we started in this space in 2015 and remember very well the internal conversations I had to have to sort of get, 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 get to where we are today. You know, H&T over 80 years old, I think. So, so you, will, you will have some traditional partners, um, albeit you've always had a sort of interesting niche. How did you find when you came in sort of two and a half years ago and with a much smaller practice, how did you find the sort of the internal acceptance of what you wanted to do? and the risk profile and how did those internal conversations go? I'm always interested to know what, what, what the process was that you went through. I'd, I'd say it, it, it's not just a historic process that we've gone through kind of like um, first what we're taking on the, the early stage digital asset clients. It's also, it's, it's an ongoing process that I think as time goes on, the, the exposure of the clients that we end up engaging with grows significantly. So we, we've got conversations ongoing at the moment with um, your kind of like, well, the, the equivalent of um, your kind of like top FTSE 100 type companies or, or um, top NAS, NASDAQ type companies. And I think the traditional partners do see, um, do see it as, as incredibly high risk, not just on the, I suppose, the, the, um, the risk of the opinion that we're issuing, but also on, on the um, public exposure, as, as we saw, as we've seen with other auditing firms. It's not just specifically what they're signing off on. It goes down to actually, even if you're not, the, the work that has been performed isn't um, isn't what's being pulled apart and isn't what's being criticised. It's the, the reputational damage that that occurs as, as a result of that. So it, it, it's an ongoing challenge, but I think the, the partners um, across the, the majority of the firm do, I think, accept the opportunity um, from the space. They generally, they, they do accept as, as well. They are um, quite um, forward thinking with regards to the, the technology um, the technology that we've delivered um, built in-house as well as um, kind of the, the, the technology amongst the, the digital asset space and we all see it as kind of this is the future okay so this all of us on this call we've grown up with this market from 2015 2016 onwards we've seen numerous cycles we're kind of the ogs without being too boastful I think that's an accurate description how is it now with the junior talent coming through? How are you finding them? What are you looking for? And what are you finding in terms of their appetite and their development and their enthusiasm for this space and really being a part of it? So I think what, what we're looking for in terms of, kind of our junior talent that comes in is we majority of the time we're looking for um, people with the um, either with the in-depth in technical audit and accounting knowledge, ideally kind of ex 
ex Big Four and trained. So the majority of our team has come through um, the, either the Big Four or BDO um, within the UK or, or overseas. And that, that it, it, it's, in, it's incredible. And we're always surprised with the talent that we're able to attract to the firm. But then in terms of also on the graduate side, we are attracting some incredible graduates from a, a, a variety of, um, of, of universities. And again, that their, their knowledge and experience within the space is, is fairly immense. So we, 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 with the graduates, we're looking for those with the ability and, and uh, well, those with the interest in digital assets and with, with the ability to demonstrate their, um, their, how they can apply their knowledge in, in different use cases. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, I think we find, certainly Mark and I have found more and more that people are asking about this space. So at a certain more junior level, actually, it's, it's a real weakness not to be able to offer something in this space because there is a real interest and understanding um, and desire to see this as, as, as part of the sort of learning that, that, that the more junior end of, of, of the market want, want to do that. It's fantastic that you're building out this hub um, this sort of learning center to 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 allow people allow people to do that. Where, where do you hope to take it? You've obviously got an incredibly impressive offering already, but what's the what's what's the grand master plan in in your head anyway? How, how far do you do you want to take this? Our plan is is essentially carry on growing the client base, carry on growing the team. We don't want to just stop at um, at where, where we are now. We, we've got the traction. We've got the um, ability to to recruit top quality. Um, candidates and top top quality individuals, and our, our, our plan is to continue growing and try to capitalise on as much of the market as as possible. I think we are somewhat uniquely positioned in the market, whereby we we don't have um, so a, a lot of the the larger firms, so top ten and big four um, specifically, they're part of the international network and therefore require the global global leadership sign off in order to in order to accept um, new client engagements. However, we are um, a medium sized firm in, in the UK based in London, and our, our leadership team is comparatively um, very small and therefore we don't need the same level of sign offs. However, saying that we are a member of, of the BKM International Network, and therefore we do have the ability to deliver on a completely global um, service. So if, if you need a statutory audit delivering in Singapore, for example, we've got a member firm within Singapore that can deliver on that, utilizing the expertise of my team based in, in, in London. So if you look at what's happened post FTX, we've seen certain service providers move away from the market where they previously were and didn't always leave the clients in the best position. We've seen service providers really lean into this, and that's what I'm really excited by. We've had an incredibly busy start to the year. There's been a huge amount of buzz and also a lot more maturity, I think, in terms of business processes and thinking and growth and expansion on the on the client and project side. Is it more important now than ever, do you think, to have the right service providers or can we still kind of swing by like through the skin of our teeth, maybe have a couple of lawyers here and there, maybe a couple of accountants and kind of get them off the ground and then just run things you know, on the CTU? mix my metaphors up, you know, run, run things on a sort of fly-by-night basis and just kind of hope it all works out? Or do we really need to kind of look now at proper advisors, a proper team and long-term growth and stability for this to all work? Yeah, yeah no, I, I think certainly on, on the service provider point, I think we've been through the period of kind of like high growth and um, low quality. And we, we, we've seen the outcome of that. We've seen the, the number of kind of large, um, large, large um, 
large companies within the space failing for a variety of reasons. And that largely um, falls down to poor internal controls, poor advice that they've taken on, which has resulted in, in, in the lack of transparency, the lack of reporting, and, and the lack of um, formalization of, 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 the, um, of, of the ongoing operations of the entity. Therefore, we, we, we see it as critical to make sure that, that any company engaging in the space has got the right accountants and auditors on board because there's no point going to uh, a small shop that will happily sign off on 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 the figures blind. You need you need that niche niche understanding of the technology of the transactions that that are going through to um, to to accurately represent what the company um, is is sitting, what has gone through the P and L during the year, um, and the same goes down to to um, to to lawyers as well because. We, we, what we see is around the world, the uh, regulatory environment is only going in one direction. And therefore, again, taking on poor advice, you're going to be opening up your, yourselves to issues. So we see it as critical for the, for the future success of, of the industry. And sort of finally, with, with, with all clients in this space being seemingly some form of digital nomad, um, or certainly having teams that are very well spread sort of geographically, in, in terms of people watching this and saying they'd love to speak to you, who, who are you ideally looking for? Who would you love to get in contact? Who can you help? Where where would they be based? What's the ideal project? How do you how, how do you see it in terms of your target market? So our target market is ideally we are looking for the for the larger entities within the space. However, that doesn't mean just because you're a startup, well backed startup, that we can't assist you as well. So if you are an early day startup, you've received the, the seed funding or you've had the commitments from your investors. We can assist you with the with the structuring um, of, of the entity, ensure that you are connected to the right providers, such um, I suppose within the H three network, to in, ensure that you, you've got the best the, the best groundwork to to um, to go forwards. So I mean, th thank you ever so much for giving up. Um, I know how incredibly busy you are at the moment, so thank you for giving up your time. Um, lovely to speak to you. Really excited about the year ahead. Actually, I think I think both Mark and I are pretty bullish on what twenty twenty four has in store for it. It'll have bumps in the road, um, as we always expect, but um, look forward to sort of navigating those with you. Great to see you. Great to see you as well, Mark.